On today's show, let's play a game. Is it something or nothing? The Mavericks start talks with Christian Wood on a contract extension, and Luka Doncic is scoring at an insane rate. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. I believe we shouldn't be here. And <laughs> welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen each and every day. Remember, Locked On Maps is free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. There's going to be a couple of games we're going to play today with, uh, is it something or nothing? Ooh. So let me know in the comment section as we get to them. Is it something or nothing? Let me know what the, the thing is, but we won't, we'll, we won't start with it just yet. Joining me as always, my co-host writer contributor at Mavs.com, the whiteboard wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You said whiteboard. Just want to make that clear. White boy wonder, uh, white bread wonder. <laughs> um, Boston Celtics in town tonight. Let's do this. Let's, uh, I can feel let's be- John Corrales is near. He's near. Somewhere. John Corrales, where are you? <laughs> Host he's of he's downtown Celtics. in a hotel right now. <laughs> uh, here in Dallas. So uh, if you see John Corrales uh, at the game tonight, give him some love. Tell him that uh, Luke is better than Tatum. <laughs> he is tall and bald. I'll say that. Uh, on today's show, let's play a game. Is it something or nothing? I'm going to go through a bunch of stats and a bunch of things and talk about is it something or nothing. We'll start with Luka Doncic, his insane scoring rate. Then we'll talk about the Christian Wood story that Mark Stein dropped today on his sub stack. That's going to be the never-ending story, right? I know. It, it, the never-ending story. <laughs> Look at what you see. Here we go. Christian Wood. Will he Kirk take one, two, or three? <laughs> And then we'll get into some more uh, stats from across the Mavericks. Uh, whole situation here that they got. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's start with this one. Luka Doncic scoring 34.3 points. Up from five and up five and a half points from his previous career high. Isaac Harris, write it out. And the size that we write it out is how big or how little we think of it. Is it something or nothing? Can you define for the for the audience what you're what you're meaning by something or nothing. Yeah. Does it for the audience? It's for, it's for, it's probably for Isaac. No, no, I just want people. Cause I think there's other way. Like you could say something means, Oh, that's like true. Cause some of these statements could be like maybe true or false or something. No, means, None of them are true and false. Think it, it's good. Does it mean something? Does it mean something or does it mean nothing? Does it, is it something that's like, you know, we, we kind of expected that. Or is it something that's like, Oh, that's something like that means something. And I and let me tell you why. Three, two, one. You wrote nothing, really, really small. I wrote something decently big here. Why do you think it's? Why do you think Luca's career high in scoring is nothing? I think here's here's the thing. I think it's I think it's cool for him. I think for the for the league as a whole, I think it's almost getting like like join the group kind of because there's so many people over thirty now to where it, it's almost like. You know, that's the biggest talking point. I feel like every national pod right now is asking the question, like, why why is the big scoring surge? Why are we having all these career nights? And wow. everybody has their like until tonight in the NBA. Good lord. Nobody wanted to score. <laughs> Nobody wanted to yeah, score. Yeah. 
And I feel like everybody's trying to think of their, you know, their reasons and the hypothesis around it and all this stuff. So I put it in small letters because it definitely means something for him because it's awesome and definitely helps his MVP case. I just think like overall league wide, it doesn't mean as much because so many players are over 30 right now. Yeah, I think that, it, yeah, I, I think it means something because it's for him. He's taken another step forward, I think. And there's a couple of stats we're going to go over here in a minute as to why he's taking that step forward. So let's get into those. Uh, but here's another one. Luka Doncic's usage rate is 37.4% and it ranks third in the NBA right now. Is that something or nothing? Riveting con. <laughs> I know we got to write it. We got to start writing these for, for three, our uh, audio listeners. Three, two, something. I think I think this is something because a lot has been said about well, Luca's doing too much, and yeah, it's true. And all the things about he has to have another star next to him, and there has to be somebody else. But other guys are doing this too. Like there's other guys in the NBA that have this usage percentage and are handling the ball as much. It's just kind of the way the NBA is right now. I, I was thinking a lot about as I as I saw that percentage I was thinking about Michael Jordan and I was like imagine Michael Jordan in today's NBA with the amount that they allow stars to not only just like get away with but also like carry and handle the offense and all that and like he would be he would probably end up being a point guard like Michael Jordan's highest usage rate was in 86 it was 38.6 he, he had a usage rate of 38 twice of 36 once of 34 twice like <laughs> if he was in this era he would be it would be an insane usage percentage that he would have because he could also carry that load because he played a ton of minutes too and he could do a lot of stuff in it and yeah so I, I think this is something because Luca's usage doesn't mean as much like the percentage doesn't mean as much but that other players have a high usage rate too that's what the NBA is right now yeah so okay so are you saying something it means something that he ranks because- third because that that means it's yeah. some, like that means something to me. Yeah, I think it means something kind of the other way too. That it's just it's just a telling sign that, you know, shocking. We don't have somebody alongside of him that's going to you know right lower that usage rate as much. But that's just kind of part of it. Not groundbreaking news though. No, it's still true and is going to be true until they make a big deal or you know somebody steps yeah. somebody steps up in a way it's that kind we of don't a, expect. But it's also kind of the style they're embracing too. You know, they're they've built everything around Luca, so they're kind of embracing the high usage too. Along that, something or nothing. Luka Doncic is taking almost four more free throw attempts per game. Ooh. Whoever's done first, put the, put those up. I say it's something, something really big. And Isaac wrote it. I did too. Isaac wrote it big as well. Luca, the NBA has kind of changed a little bit. I'll talk about that in a second, but I think Luca's also just embracing who he can be as a player, and he's not doing the hard and like, oh, let me just go try to get a foul and, and trick the refs and do all that kind of stuff. Like he's not doing that. He's legitimately getting downhill. He's getting the post, and he's getting fouled because he's really, really hard to stay in front of and to try and and stop. And so he's getting to the line a lot more, and. He's getting some star treatment for sure. He's getting some extra calls. And so that matters, right? Like stars get that. Yeah, he's averaging his highest uh, free throw uh, attempts per game, a little over 11 uh, so far this year. And I wrote down, it's kind of in the same ballpark as this, of Lucas, it's his lowest, since his rookie season, it's his lowest three-point attempts per game, but his highest three-point percentage 
you know, for the season so far. Um, and does that mean something? Does that, um, we don't have to write on the board or anything, but it just kind of goes on the same <laughs> something in big, bold letters. Um, but it just goes that whole storyline that that has been the shift for him a little bit this year is he is driving more. He is getting to the paint more because he knows that it's just automatic. He's going to get fouled or he's going to score and he doesn't have to settle as much. That's why we've been tracking the three point attempts per game and the whole, like, if he shoots 10 or above, you know, how many times they lose nine or below how many times they win. Coming up, I got a few more things about Luca and about how he's scoring more points. How has he become more effective? We'll talk about that in a second. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Isaac and I have both tried these. We've also paid our own money for them. They're great. We love them. They have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Go check it out. 100% real chocolate. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. You can go and get them at Walmart now. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can see them right now. You can also still order them online if you want to. Uh, the puffs are amazing. If you get your hands on all oh, the brownie butter batter puffs, they're available right now on the website. I may have to re-up and get me some of those. Those have become my favorite. They're absolutely great. The brownie batter puffs, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate. Go check it out. It's Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. Go make your second listen today, Lockdown Sports today, or Lockdown NBA with me and Pat the Designer. Some great stuff that I'm they sure do. that I'm sure we will have today, as I have not recorded that, that episode just yet. Um, let's keep going something or nothing. Um, with the free throws we were talking about earlier, so Luca is averaging four more free throw attempts per game this season than last year. We both agreed that that was something. Here are the players this year that are averaging 10 or more free throw attempts per game. Giannis at 13, Embiid at 11.5, Luka at 11, and SGA at 10. That's four players averaging 10 or more free throws. Um, since 2010, the most players that have had 10 free throw attempts per game in a season is two. It's like one, two, zero, one, two. It's like there have not been many players ever that have had this many, and we have four this year. It's kind of It's kind of amazing the way that the NBA is going right now. That's interesting. I wonder if that will go down, though, as the season goes. I think it's not necessarily – it probably will at a certain point. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season necessarily. But I think it says more about what individual players, their usage and all that, like what we were talking about earlier, that more players have a higher usage right now. And so that would make sense that more guys are going to the line. And they're calling, like, the hand-checking stuff. Like, that changed from, you know, from past NBA iterations and generations. So – Stuff has changed. Luca is taking advantage of it, and he's that's one of the reasons why he's been most more effective. Uh, another reason, Luka Doncic's post-ups are way, way up. In 2020, he averaged one post-up a game. That was 3% of his – this is a long walk, but we'll go to something or nothing here in a second. 3% of his offense. In 2021, 1.8 post-ups a game. That was 6% of his offense. In 2022 – Two and a half post-ups a game. That was 9% of his offense. This year, he's at 4.3 post-ups per game. That is at 13.5%. Isaac Harris, are these post-ups for Lucas something? Oh we're, oh, we're back. I told you it was a long walk, but we'd get there. Are these something or nothing? Three, two. Oh, yeah, I got something real big. I got something real big. You haven't, you haven't wrote nothing yet. Well, these are all mine that I wrote down. <laughs> I, think that, I, think, <laughs> I think they're all something. <laughs> I wrote down something um, because I think you look at it too and say back in 2020, you know, 
KP was on the team, right? Like we're still trying to force these two different offenses to work and trying to force feed KP on the post and all of that. It's like, and KP was a, he's a good shooter. I was gonna say a theoretical shooter, but that's, that's kind of doing a little disservice, but it's like that you're not trying to clear everything out to post up Luca as much, you know, with KP and you you could do that a little bit more in, I was going to, this is still in one of mine, but I had wrote down for Christian Wood and KP, Christian Wood is shooting a higher percentage from three than Christoph Porzingis ever did. And, and, but I think something, it goes something, with something. Luca's like, you know, his post-ups, the pick and pop and the pick and roll and all that, that now I get it. KP was considered, you know, the second star and trying to mold some of the offense around. They're not molding the offense around Christian Wood, you know? So no. it's like Christian Wood get the, um, whatever Luca passes to you type stuff. So, or when Luca's not, not on the floor, but I think it is something that he's posting up a lot more this season because once again, get it near the paint for Luca and he's efficient. And especially without JaVale McGee, Dwight Powell's been playing less minutes. You've been playing five out a lot more. And so he has that space yeah. to post up there. And that's just one of his most unstoppable moves is if he can post up on guards, right? It sort it seems like he sort of found that in the playoffs where, Hey, why don't I just post these guys up? It takes less energy for me. I can do more. I can, you know, do that instead of trying to like catch people off the dribble and like shake and bake and do all that kind of stuff. That's not like he can do that, but that's not necessarily his game because he's not quicker than every single player, or every single defender out there. So you're just doing more work. So if you back him down, post up, he's also over the last couple of years added the, you know, like the turnaround Dirk fade that, that, that is a post up move that is that he's added to his arsenal. So all that stuff, I think, is just such a big benefit to his game. And one of the reasons why I think that he's up in free throw attempts, he's up in points so much per game in efficiency this year. Yeah. Luka Doncic this year, is this something or nothing? Uh-oh. Has twice as many step-back threes as anyone else in the NBA this year. <laughs> is that something or nothing? Luka has 80 step-back threes made. Donovan Mitchell has 36, Kevin Herter's 31, and we both wrote nothing. <laughs> nothing. This is nothing to me because it, it, I guess it's something in that Luka is one of the most skilled players in the NBA. Like, okay, we know that. We just talked about that for 14 minutes <laughs> that, that he is. But I think it's nothing because, I don't know, it's just who he is. He, Luka's going to be who he is, and if anyone else wants to add that shot, they can, but I don't think he's he found something that like nobody it else would. is doing. It would matter to me if he was shooting over, averaging over 10 threes a game. It would matter to me if he was shooting like 30% from three. Like all of that would matter. But he's shooting 36% from three right now, which is the highest, like I said while ago, his highest since his rookie season, I think, um, so far. Um, yeah, it's highest since his rookie season. His three-point attempts is 8.2 per game. Last time it was 8.2. Well, his rookie season was 7.1. So it's like, if, if those numbers, you know, one of those was higher and the other one was lower, the percentage was lower, I would be like, yeah, that's actually something because he's taking a lot of setback threes that are probably not good shots. But he's taking a lot of them and he's still shooting the ball pretty efficiently. Well, and also the stat is he's making more setback threes than anybody. So he's made 80. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell's made. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you said attempted. Yeah, no, he's making. This was a, I think this was a, a gold, uh, Goldstein, gold, what's his name? I got his, I got his map. Goldsberry? Goldberry. <laughs> Goldberry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't forget his name. Kirk, Kirk Kirk Goldsberry. I got his book up there. I got his map over there. Um, this oh, this is his poster on the, on the back wall. I can't remember the guy's name. He's made. Lucas made eighty. Donovan Mitchell's made thirty six. Kevin Herter's made thirty one. James Harden's made thirty. Curry has made twenty eight. 
So he's Luca is shooting thirty nine percent from from step back three. One of those players does not like the other. <laughs> I know James Harden just is not the same as some of these other guys. Um, all right, yeah, you, you have any more on Luca? Um, I don't think so because I already said it while I go, but no. All right, this um, I got one that kind of relates to Luca. Do you have any Jason Kidd nope. ones? Okay, here you go. Even though we've kind of talked about it already on the pod. Oh boy. Jason Kidd taking up, not taking up for Luca with the refs. Something or nothing. This is a great one because we already know that we disagree with it. <laughs> well, you even wrote it big. You think uh, no, it's a it's huge medium. It's medium. It's a medium. It's not, it's not big. It's not big. It's not small. It's, wow, a, you, it's a medium. You have a different something. definition of big. Twitter isn't the coach or the player. No, wait, this is the one I should have played. <laughs> good morning, Isaac. <laughs> uh, I think it's something because... Morning I, time's a good time. I, I think it's something because it's definitely what Jason Kidd wants to be as a coach. He he doesn't want to be the I'm out there yelling angry guy. Like, he's definitely trying... Like, as a person, I feel like he's really trying to... Ever since he started with the Mavericks, you can tell he was trying to... Um, he was trying to either buck that narrative or wh- whatever you want to call whatever you want to call maybe maybe it's just be a better person <laughs> in, in his mind yeah. like he's really trying to take a step forward he had those meetings with Sint Marshall and all that stuff and so i think that i think it is something that he's not he's not doing it like like he's not taking it like that um but i think it's also something because luca like he knows that luca would just do like luca would just argue with the refs anyway yeah yeah i just i think it's a little over overblown a little bit of hey we got to get this our coach has got to get out there and save luca i'm like he ain't saving luca at all like you know luca's still gonna do his thing and the reason why i don't think it's that big of a deal also is we don't it'd be different if luca like made a nod to it somehow in an interview or something we don't know like we don't know their relationship we don't know like what if they're like super close and that's just and luca to care less it's like dude hang on bother me or anything so i do want uh, i do i do wonder if the not no not getting on the refs the not wanting to challenge things i wonder i wonder if that gets at luca but i think yeah i, think, I wonder i mean i think it any, would me I if think, i was yeah, that i think any coach would do that though right that's just sort of what a coach yeah. does at a certain point um all right coming up let's get into the christian wood story because mark stein dropped a report about christian wood today the camps are having talks is it something or nothing we'll talk about that Coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is the place where you can go check out um, jobs that are available for you. You can also post jobs for free right now at LinkedIn. You can see um, if you're a small business owner or you're a hiring manager, success in 2023 all depends on the team that's around you. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go to then go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles. That seems like way too many. How is that even possible? So you can go to LinkedIn Jobs, connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions, they will apply. All right, Isaac Harris, we are talking, we're playing a game, something or nothing. Mark Stein dropped a report today that um, the Mavs have begun talks with Christian Woods camp on a contract extension. 
Is it something or nothing? Ready? Three. Hold on. I'll draw a picture too, and it, it might not come across. <laughs> Three, two, one. You wrote something in small letters. Yeah. I wrote nothing in a little letters. It's a little nothing. It's a little nothing. It's a little, it's a little nothing. I'll, the only reason I wrote something is I think there's a very realistic path, as much as people don't want to hear this at all. I think there was a, a, a very realistic path that a month ago that we're not even hearing this type of stuff, that it's just a... That they're not talking at all. Yeah, they're not talking at all. Like, hey, we're just playing this out. We'll see how it happens. And then it just quietly is traded by the deadline or there you go. Um, I think because he has played so well and I mean, he, he this has been the best case scenario for him over the past like three or four weeks. Yeah. That Dallas just, they just flat out can't ignore it. Like no matter if they believe in him long-term, no matter how some of you out there think he's like second, you know, coming of AD. Uh, but then some people think he's like, you know, just a bench warmer too. And it's like, okay, there, I think there's a medium of that. There's a, there's a balance between those two. And I think, you know, Dallas just can't ignore it now. Right. Like, so I think the fact that now, could you say that even if Dallas didn't have any plans of extending him, getting that word out, um, tell like tells other teams on the market, Oh, they're, well, they're not going to like just give him away at the deadline. Like it might tell other teams that they might have to try to give up something if they're, Oh, if Dallas is trying to negotiate with them, then we might have to up our price on the on the trade market. Could you say that? Maybe. But I feel like if Stein and McMahon are saying, hey, Dallas is interested in a two-year deal, then they're legitimately interested. And I think they should because I've been a proponent all along. I think a two-year deal would be a great deal. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that the starting talks, like that the report of their their starting talks about a contract extension. Like I think I think that re- specific report is nothing. <laughs> Because like they have, they should have been doing it since December twenty fourth, right? Like maybe we're just now hearing about it because both sides want to keep it hush hush for now until your point where then now you want other you don't re, you don't leak it or anything until you want someone else to know, <laughs> like you want other teams yeah. to know at a certain point. So we'll see what happens with that. The other part of this report though that's making the rounds is uh, is this something or nothing? Mark Stein didn't say that, but that's part of our game. If the Mavericks can't come to terms with Wood on a new contract, they are widely expected to explore the trade market for him before the league's February 9th trade deadline. Uh, Is this something or nothing? I got mine. Ready? I wrote something small. You wrote something big. Why is this a big something? I just think that's just very, very true. That was the the least surprising thing on, on the thing is... I think I would have been way more surprised if it was like, if Dallas can't come to an agreement on extension, then they're they're prepared to just ride out the season with him. Yeah, I, I would be more shocked if that was the report. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think it's I think it should be pretty simple. Of hey, whatever your terms are for Dallas, if you can't come to an agreement with him on an extension, then you have to entertain the trade market. You just you just can't do the whole like, you can't do the Brunson situation again, right? No. Like, you just can't. No, this is a little something to me, but we've been saying this this whole time. They're going to explore these trade markets. <laughs> like they're going mm-hmm. to explore it if they can't come to terms with the deal. If they do come to terms with the deal, that's great. Then you just you know ride out the rest of the season and the rest of the contract, and you know then it's a different story two years from now or whatever. But if yeah. they can't come to terms, you have to have to. This is the same thing with th- this part is the exact same thing as Brunson. Last year, the Mavericks tried to trade Brunson. They really thought they were down the road and had a deal for Brunson at, at certain points, and it just didn't materialize. It just didn't happen for for better or for worse for the playoff run last year. But 
Uh, but then they end up losing Brunson because of the, the very specific Nick situ- situation that, that happened. Uh, and so now they're doing that sort of same thing with Christian Wood. And now we'll see what happens if they do come to terms with the deal or if they do try to trade him. Because if they don't come to terms with the deal, they really should trade him. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't a secret either, but I mean, we know who caught wind of them trying to trade him, Jalen Brunson. So it's like, you know what? Players are going to catch wind of that too. So the moment that's why if you see something like Christian Wood's name being out there, like it would it wouldn't shock me if the first time you hear Christian Wood like linked to another team is if it's like a legitimate trade getting announced. Because like it, you got to look at all the leverage. Why does certain news come out? Yeah. And why what's what's the leverage play in this? If that is what Dallas's move is right now, if they are entertaining a trade thing, you want other teams to think that you're also negotiating a contract extension too because. You don't want it to get out the other teams that, yeah, we're just gonna like try to get rid of him because we we can't keep him, like, because then you're you're not gonna get anything back. So, but I do believe I do think this isn't sourced at all. I do think Dallas would be interested in a, in a shorter term deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they are. I mean, that was part of Mark Mark Stein's report today. Is that they're interested? Yeah. Well, in we were we were just like speculating, or I was just speculating on, uh, you know, is that like a leverage play of around the league or not? So we'll see. This this talk is not going away any, anytime soon until it is resolved. I feel like we should just make make a segment on Christian Wood extension talk for like every pod. <laughs> Christian, if you would. <laughs> I got a couple of non-Christian Wood ones. Let me do the let me do the two quotes first. Oh, okay, okay. Christian there was a, a report from not a report, but a story from Callie Kaplan about Luka Doncic and Christian Wood, their relationship in the Dallas Morning News. Christian Wood had a quote that said about him and Luca, we go together like ice cream and fudge. Is this something or nothing? Oh gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a question mark. I wrote I wrote something, I drew a little ice cream. Uh, I think it's something. I think it's something that they get along really well. Luca also had the Luca also had the quote. He never gets mad when I yell at him. That was the quote from Luca. That was good. Yeah. That one I think is a little bit even more something, um, because that sound that sounds like a projection of a hey somebody else got mad at me uh, got mad when I yelled at them or other people have gotten mad at me when I've yelled at them in the past and so with Wood not you know getting mad at him feeling like they they go well together Christian Wood embracing this duo with Luca I feel like it I feel like it is something. Yeah, I think you can you can tell with Luca. Luca's not the longest um like quote, you know, interview. Um so he likes to keep it short pretty uh, pretty often and I think the more he expands on a player, I think you, it's kind of a little sign of it doesn't tell you everything, but it tells you a little bit of, oh, okay. Well, he kind of likes him. Like he's op- he's open to him. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, he's a gifted basketball player. Really happy he's playing well. No, of course, of course he's you know he's a good basketball player. Yeah. So the fact that he's expanding on and saying stuff like that, I think it does tell about the relationship. What else you got? Um, McKinley Wright's play as of late is that something or nothing? Which isn't a ton. I know I'm like a creature for something, but I don't know. Ah. Uh- all right, I think it's a little something. You just did one. I S. just wrote an S. I wrote an S. I think it's a little something. I think it's it's something because I think Jason Kidd trusts players that can defend. If you can defend, Jason Kidd's going to play you, and he's he's been playing him a little bit, and we've seen a little bit here and there. My problem with him is the same problem we've had since they signed him is like if you can't hit a three, or you're not even a threat to hit a three, and you're a guard in the NBA, like 
what's your ceiling or what what where do they play yeah. you like what what do you cap out at and so that that's a, he's gonna be he's gonna be good for the Mavericks in like these little runs they need some defense every once in a while like in this winning streak but outside of that and on top of that until he adds that three and that's why Patrick Beverly became viable he added a th- he added the three yeah. and really started hitting the three ball well off of those those Harden throws and then he was like all right now he can play I just like his energy I like how much he tries on defense and. You know, I'm I'm not looking at him as starter or playing alongside Luke or anything like that. But like, I think there's a reason why he gets some of these minutes over Jaden Hardy sometimes in these yeah. meaningful games that Josh Green and these guys are missing because he's playing really good defense and he tries his butt off. So that's the I think it's a little bit of something because when push comes to shove, and let's say this whole roster is like healthy, could could we see him playing over Frank and Jaden Hardy? like for a few minutes, like spot minutes here and there. Like I could see that because of that. He's played decent as of late. Last one, unless you had any others. I had something about transition, about how much they, they suck in transition, but I don't think it means anything. It's kind of like their thing. We'll, we'll say nothing on that one. (laughs) Nothing. The Mavs are two and a half games out of first in the West and two and a half games out of ninth in the West right now. Is that something or nothing? They're right now. Two and a half. They're in fourth place still, even after the games tonight. I think they're two and a half games away from the the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. They are two and a half games away from the Suns that are like in ninth right now. Something or nothing. I wrote everything, and Isaac is wrote nothing. This is everything because this is the season. Like this is the season. Like it could swing. But but that's for everybody though. I put nothing because everybody is in the same spot with outside of like three teams. But it's the but it's everything because it's the season. This season is going to like you're gonna live on the edge of a knife, right? Because you're like a bad stretch will take you all the way down out of the play in. A good stretch will and so like and this team runs hot and cold. Like they live and die by the three a lot. They haven't during this winning streak because they've been playing bad teams, they've embraced Christian Wood more and all that. But if they just live and die by the three even more than like, it's a bad one, one week of bad three point shooting. This team could be out of the plan. Like that's how wild it could get at a certain point, which is why I think it's everything this year. Like if you look in the, if you look in the East, Cleveland is the four seed right now. They're a game and a half out of first and they are like uh, seven and a half games out of 10th. (laughs) You're like, like, that's nothing, right? Like you're, you're far enough. You have a good enough cushion right now that you can, you'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. Don't speak that blasphemy on them. On Cleveland? Could, no, on Dallas. They could drop down to the... I'm just saying, they're two and a half games out of ninth. They're, what, three... No, four games out of tenth. So there's a little bit more. A little bit more there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, wild. So let us know in the comment section below. I'm sure you'll have opinions on the something or nothing on, on these. Let us know on any of them. Go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Great stuff on the YouTube uh, the YouTube, their YouTube channel, uh, or wherever you like a grandpa <laughs> on the YouTubes. You can check it out on I'm the going U- to the Walmart for groceries later, the Instagram, uh, check it out. And, uh, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.